You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. Matthew Leach talking New York Mets with MLB.com's Mets beat reporter Anthony Nicolmo. It's the story of the this Mets season has been so weird, and the, the the Mets don't have as much of a lengthy, tortured history as some organizations, and yet fans and even some of the coverage act like they do. I mean, obviously there was one big one a couple of few years back, but anyway, this is a very long way of prefacing a question, which is. Is there any worry in that clubhouse right now, or is this all kind of manufactured and external? In the clubhouse, no. There, there's, there's no ultimate worry that you know they're going to suffer some massive collapse and it's going to be 2007 but worse. Although, it, no, it, it's, it's uh, sort of a fatalist view that I think a lot of fans have, and, and for good reason. And I think you know, in their heart of hearts, a lot of fans don't actually believe the Mets are going to collapse because we've reached a place um, really where the Nationals are playing so poorly, uh, continuing to play so poorly that, that it's just, you know, it's not going to happen. It can't happen uh, despite uh, how poorly the Mets are playing as well. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just the history here, and it's the recent history. It's the 2007, uh, up seven games with 17 to play. It's up 2008. Um, which wasn't that bad, but it was still a pretty sizable collapse. And, well, yeah, they're not the Cubs. They don't have that history. They do have a history of of being pretty good and not necessarily making it. And what I mean by that is it's not like, you know, the Cubs who can go decades at a time without um, putting a team on the field that has a chance. You know, the Mets have never really had a super long stretch uh, where they haven't had a chance. Because historically, they've always had really good pitching, just like they do this year. Um, and, and you look at the history of pitchers that have come through this franchise, from Seaver to Gooden, Kuzman, and, and so on and so forth. Even more in modern day, you know, Johan Santana uh, and guys like that. Now Harvey Degrom. Uh, it, it, it's it's hard to have an extended uh, patch of losing when you have pitching like that. Uh, the Mets have it. That's why the expectations are high. And ultimately, that's why they're not going to collapse. That's why they haven't. That's why they've reached a point where, where it's pretty much impossible now um, because the pitching is so good. And, and anyone who follows this team on a daily basis probably knows that, you know, this team is limping into the playoffs a little bit. Uh, there are some issues with that rotation, uh, with the way they've been used, with how fresh they are, with how, with how they're performing down the stretch, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, there's certainly some issues with the bullpen, and you know if it doesn't correct itself over the next ten days, you do worry about this team coming into the playoffs. But um, in terms of it being fair to sort of see this team as a club that's that's uh, going to collapse or should have collapsed or whatever, um, hey, this team played really good all year, and just the fact that they're limping down the stretch here, probably going to quote unquote back into the playoffs, um, shouldn't really undermine what they've done uh, for the first five and a half months, or really what they've done you know, since the end of July until about a week ago, which is play as good, if not better, than ever, any other team in the league. And, and 
because you're such a pro, you set me up beautifully for both of the next two things I want to ask about. Um, and and it, it, the the big one to me, I mean, the, the the bullpen gets all the attention, and you lose late games. You lose games late in, in the late innings, and that's what happens. But to me, the really big question for this club going into October is the rotation. I mean, there's just sort of the overall picture that, in general, uh, they haven't been that great in recent weeks. But I think there's a more specific question of who's in a postseason rotation. I know it's something that's sort of an ongoing question, but you know, the the, the two guys that you might be least sure that were going to be in there, Mats and Cologne, are the two guys who are pitching really well here lately. Um, how how do they fit these pieces together? And, and I guess the big question is how do they balance the sort of overall known ability level of these guys? We know Matt Harvey's really good. We know Jacob deGrom's really good with the sort of short-term, some of these guys, as you say, limping to the finish line a little bit? Well, I don't think Cologne is in, and that's for a couple different reasons. Um, you know, one is you look at the staff, you look at their options, you look at who they have, and there are four guys whose upside just shines bigger and brighter than anyone else, and that's obviously Matt Harvey, Jacob deGrom, Noah Syndergaard, and Stephen Matt. So if you're drawing up a playoff rotation, barring something you see – down the stretch that's terribly worrying, I don't think you can justify leaving any of those four out of it. Uh, so where does that leave Cologne? That leaves him in a position where uh, he's a very necessary piece for the bullpen. And, uh, you know, it's almost surprising to me to be saying that because of where he stood a month ago. But he's done really well down the stretch. Uh, granted, it's been against almost exclusively bad teams. Uh, I think a lot of people around the Mets would have liked to have seen him pitch against the Yankees a couple weekends ago, uh, only because that would have, uh, you know, really the only good team they've played down the stretch, the only playoff caliber team they've played down the stretch. So it would have been interesting to see how he came out of that. Um, but the fact is he has pitched well. Um, the fact is he's had a couple starts like this week where, you know, he's really just dominant early and, and phased toward the end. So it, it strikes me as a guy who could potentially do well in the bullpen and, I think you need him in the bullpen because you look at what they have. You have Jacob DeGrom, who has struggled uh, probably for about a month now. He's your game one starter. And, you know, if he keeps struggling, you're going to need someone to back him up. You've got Matt Harvey, who well documented what his limitations are and have been. And while the Mets are saying, you know, he's going to be good to go in the playoffs, what does that mean? And you're going to have a guy who – hasn't pitched more than five innings in about a month, and you're going to throw him out there and expect him to go 7-8. Um, another guy that's valuable to have, a backup like Cologne down there. Same for Noah Syndergaard. Well, he's he sort of turned a corner again and has started pitching well. Uh, you don't know for sure. This guy's pitching more innings than he ever has in his life. Um, you know, he, he has a history of, of giving you some short outings. You don't know when it's going to come and so on and so forth. So while he's a great weapon down there and could easily give you a dominant start, uh, probably has the best stuff on the staff at this point. Um, it's a question. And then Stephen Matz, who, who just has very, very little career experience and also a history of going short in games. So you've got these four guys who I think need to be in the rotation, who I think ultimately will be in the rotation. Uh, but questions for every single one of them in terms of how far they can go. Um, that's why I think Bartolo Colon is so valuable out of the bullpen. That's why I think John Neese, while he's not quite in the spot you know, in, in the in the catbird seat that Cologne is, so to speak, I think you know he could edge his way into the bullpen for those reasons. Um, you've got Sean Gilmartin who can give you multiple innings down there. 
especially with Carlos Torres. You don't know exactly what the status of his calf injury is and if he's going to be able to help you in October. So uh, the fact that you know, we've talked so much about the Mets and their back-end bullpen and Reed, Clippard, and Familia, Familia, and that's a whole other issue with how those three, or really those two, I would say Clippard and uh, Familia have struggled a little bit lately. Um, you know, we've talked about how dominant they've been and how dominant they can be in October, but I think, you know, if you're the Mets, you want to concentrate the rest of that bullpen on guys who can pick up your starting pitchers because you might have a game in the NLDS where your starter goes, you know, four and two-thirds and you need to figure out a way to get to the back end in a game, you know, in a game that might be winnable. So uh, it's it going to be interesting to see how they put the pieces together. Uh, but when I look at the rotation, I mean, you got to put your four best guys out there. To me, it's those four young guys, and then there's a clear drop-off before you get to Cologne. Will the home road thing be a factor in when Syndergaard starts? Would his his deployment in two versus three, for example, be dependent on which one of those games was at home and which was on the road? For sure. And I think uh, – that's like maybe the one blessing in, in disguise of this whole Matt Harvey thing because uh, if the Harvey thing hadn't come about and he was just totally unlimited coming down the stretch and so on and so forth, it would have been almost impossible to justify not having him pitch in game one or game two. Um, but now, say you open um, at home. They're a game and a half out of home field advantage right now. It's not inconceivable that they could take it back from the Dodgers. Say you open at home knowing – what Harvey is and what limitations he's had, I think it's a lot easier now to say, well, look, we're going to have Syndergaard pitch game two, and we'll have Harvey game three in L.A. Um, it makes a lot of sense. I think the Mets are definitely wary of, of having Syndergaard start on the road because uh, his home road splits are so stark. Um, and there's always been some concern about his mental makeup and so on and so forth, his ability to deal with adversity on the fly. I think he's gotten a lot better at that. Um, I think he's developing into a really good pitcher, but uh, this isn't a down-the-line type thing. This is a we-need-to-win-right-now right now type of thing. Um, so, yeah, if they wind up grabbing home field advantage and, and starting at City Field, I think for certain you'll see Syndergaard in Game 2. And if they wind up opening on the road, which is the more likely scenario at this point, I think they'll probably wait and use Syndergaard in Game 3. Could you see them, if they secure this with, with I don't know, a week or so to go, um, Resting some of those bullpen guys, but I mean, obviously the one guy whose numbers really look ugly lately here is is Clippard, and that kind of magnifies all of it. But um, the way they've done with some of the the starters, do you see them uh, looking for an opportunity to to pull off the gas with with the back end of the bullpen if they get that opportunity? Yeah, and, and I called that Clippard and familiar before. Really, you know, Reed, uh, you could put in that group too because he's let up some key inherited runs, uh, which don't necessarily show up on his own that line, um, but they need to. I mean, Terry Collins has been riding th these three guys hard, probably harder than he should down the stretch because he wants to clinch this thing, and every time he's smelled blood in the water, he's brought these three in. Um, you know, Terry Collins is a huge proponent uh, of having a back end like that. He's seen, for example, what the Royals did last year or, or um, you know, what the Cardinals do every year, what the Giants have done in recent history, just having basically shut down guys at the back end where it's, it's it's cool if your starter goes six innings because you don't worry about it. Um, and, and come October with the built-in off days that every team gets, you're probably going to see, barring a blowout, those guys in every single game the Mets play this postseason, at least two of the three. Um, so, yeah, they need rest. Uh, a lot of guys on the roster need rest. Obviously, the starters, we've talked about at length how much, how much they could use a blow. A lot of them have gotten a blow and, and, and will get some more. 
Um, but the relievers need it, too. And the lineup needs it, too. I mean, if you could sit David Wright more often than not down the stretch the final week of the season, that would be huge. So uh, it, it's not just the bullpen guys. Um, certainly you can point to them because there have been some hiccups. Uh, they've lost the Mets a couple of games here in mid to late September. Um, but like I said, first thing, this team is limping down the stretch a little. It has nothing to do with what they can be in October because I think rest is really all a lot of them need. Um, and, you know, history has shown teams that have struggled late in September can turn around quickly, and it doesn't necessarily matter. Um, but, yeah, if they can wrap this thing up with a week to go as opposed to with three or four games to go, uh, forget the stress of, of clinching a division and playing meaningful games and all that. Uh, just, just the rest aspect I think would be huge for the Mets. All right. Well, Anthony DeComo, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.